Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. Yeah. <laughs> This is why the harmonica is like a horrible instrument for beginners. What? Because why? Because a harmonica only comes in one key. Oh. So if the song's in a different, different key, key, it just doesn't work. Tough shit. You can oh. maybe play like one note. That's oh, why you got to play the chest drums. I believe if you're really, really good at harmonica, like you can pretty much play everything. Like because there's a bunch of different techniques. Like if you suck really, really it's it's not different gonna, pitch. Yeah, if you suck extra hard, it'll bend. Because like the standard things you can do is just suck and blow, right? Like that's suck, that's inwards. Oh, it's both. It's but that's a single note. If I just suck and blow, but if yeah. I suck really, really hard, really quick, it bends it. Like that sounds cool. I'm gonna just skip right across the blowjob metaphors here. I feel yeah, no, it's, I feel too, like it's just too easy, too easy. But yeah, uh, that's how they do like all those like prison harmonica things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me see if I can still do it. That's cool. Sort of. I feel like I'm transported to like Dixieland, or like uh, I feel like I'm on a chain gang. Oh right! I always get reminded of like um, Green Mile. Yeah, that's that's chain gangy. I mean, yeah, chain gangy. That's I mean, you know, I was like I'm crushing rocks. I don't, like, pick it up again. It's been a while since I yeah, do it. Get your harmonica on. Wait, hold on. My mic is sounding soft. Yeah, it's it's sounding like you're off. To be honest, no, it's oh, oh, what's happening? No, there's like a connectivity issue. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Just like Chris Pratt. No, I need to what? Parks and Rec. Oh, <laughs> I need the to greatest improvised line ever. I need to get uh, new XLR cables. Hey, XLR, new MacBook Pro. Let's go <laughs> I shopping. still haven't done that. God Let's damn it. Let's go shopping. Oh my gosh, I keep putting these purchases off. I don't know why. Pay your taxes. No, but what you do before you pay taxes? Ooh. So you can write it off. I mean, I can eventually do it anyway. Yeah, no matter what, but I mean like yeah. instant write-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know... Not to be not to be a drag on this uh, podcast that just started. Well, first of all, hello everyone. Hi. Welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-two hey. of the Good to Hang podcast. I am Nathan. I, what? Nope. I am I not Nathan. Uh, we are all Nathan. Yes. Uh, but really, though, I'm John. That's Nathan. Hi. Um, you know what's crazy is what? that in the span of recording uh, last week's episodes and this week's episodes, mm. Nathan, not one. But two mass shootings have happened in America. Oh, jeez. That's crazy, man. I thought you were going to say something like we got one or two new listeners or something. Oh, I hope jeez. so. That, that got dark. Oh, it got dark quick. But I mean, yeah. seriously, we, were, we recorded, um, I think the Atlanta shooting was happening like right as we were recording or like just it just happened and I hadn't ca- caught the news yet. Yeah. And just about two hours ago was the Boulder shooting. 
What happened in Boulder? Oh, you you haven't even heard about this. Yeah, some guy walked into a grocery store in Boulder, killed 10 people, including a police officer, and uh, it's fucked up. It wasn't like a... I mean, it's a horrible shooting, but so like, far we it don't, wasn't like another Asian thing, was it? As of now, we don't know the rationale or anything. It doesn't mm. it doesn't seem like it's explicitly Asian right now. Yeah. Um, it re- I mean, okay, yeah. like, honestly, I want to move past this as quickly Yeah, I, me possible. too. I don't want to talk about it too long, well, but I only, just think the fact that... Yeah, yeah. Only, only because, like, we... Okay, we've been doing this podcast for, what, like, five years now? Yeah, so many shootings. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even want to count how many we've spoken yeah. about. And it's always it always boils down to the same thing of, like... It's kind of just take the guns away, but yeah. they won't do it. And like it's just in like principle or the whatever made up constitution they have in their heads. Like you know, it it seems like this immovable object, yep. and it seems almost futile to yeah. talk about yeah, yeah. because We're, it's like there's a there's a solution, but they have shown time and time and time and time and time again across decades mm-hmm. that they are not going to mm-hmm. use this solution. So it's kind of like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we're totally of the same mind here. I mean, I feel like I brought it up because it's weird not to bring it up. Yeah. But we're not going to be talking at length about this. I mean, just, you know, it sucks and it's very sad and yeah, hearts and minds and thoughts go to the victims and stuff. But Jesus Christ already. Mm-hmm. And like with, with all this um, new kind of like attention and press on hashtag stop Asian hate and all mm-hmm. these different movements, mm-hmm. like the one thing it has me... Okay, like the immediate thing it has me thinking about is like, um, oh, this like it was definitely what like black people have been feeling for like ever, <laughs> like just in perpetuity. Like Asians have experienced it on like a lower level, but you know you can't compare these things. You know, it's like it's you can't go like, like yeah, yeah, for one sure. zero. So like that was, but that was just the first thought that popped in my head. But the second thought that popped into my head was that, you know, I'm assuming most of the listeners to this show are Asian. I think you understand. Asian people are some of the most paranoid people on the face of the planet. <laughs> My first thought was just like... The, They're coming for us? No, it was just like my heart kind of like bled a little bit for the millions upon millions of Asian American parents and grandparents and uncles and aunties who are now just like, ah! Yeah. You know, because like the small... like Just look at your fucking family group chat. Like, the smallest thing. Like, oh, don't buy this brand of water yeah. filter. It will kill you your me? My children. My dad was like, don't drink water that's colder than room temperature. Yeah, shit like that, you know? <laughs> and, like, shit like that will drive them crazy for weeks and weeks. Imagine, like... Yeah. The threat of death. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that was just kind of the first, uh, the second thing that, that, that popped to my head that just caught me so like, oh God, it mm-hmm. must be like horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, geez. The, the, geez. The, just the paranoia and like the kids who are being <laughs> nagged like 180% more than usual to like, you know, not go out and not to mingle and, you know, be a bit more race aware. <laughs> Things like that. Right. It's just, you know... From an Asian perspective, it it breaks my heart. It's worrying for the future as well. Yeah, and shit like this, you know, it kind of reverberates through across generations. Pretty much. Um, but you know, you hope that people just know that it's the crazies and not everybody. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I hold out for hope for anyway. That yeah. like you know we, as a human race, we we understand that like all these atrocious acts are by like outliers. Yeah, yeah. you know. The deplorables. The deplorables. The unwanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving moving right on. Swiftly past that. Um, I, I I had a little bit of a uh, blast to the past uh, this morning. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it's not that exciting. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm excited. <laughs> well, okay. It really just started because I was trying to keep track of how, like, how long have we been going with this stretch of the Corona podcast? You know, <laughs> yeah. of this this kind of you know because we did take a very long break yeah. in between, and then we just kind of started again around yep. like. April 1st of 2020. Oh, geez. Yeah, so the next episode is actually going to be our anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Um, but it just started me down this rabbit hole of like, oh, okay, so the anniversary or like the one-year <laughs> anniversary of this one-year stretch that we've been doing this, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. we've been doing it for much longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is coming up next episode. And then the previous thing that we released before that episode was the Christmas Live episode. Yeah, I'm following. So I just kind of spent the morning re-listening to the Christmas Live episode. Oh, so fun. Like, yeah, I, d- I, d- I completely forgot most of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, it's, it holds up. It's yeah, pretty... Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's okay, the audio quality is questionable. The audio quality is kind of shitty, but you get used to it after like two or three minutes yeah. in. Um, but like, weirdly holds up and it had structure and there was like <laughs> a storyline to it that we kind of adhered to. Yeah, um, we're flexible. And, and it was like fairly visual in the sense... Yeah. Um, I, then, I, I'll never forget the look of people who on their on the look of people's face when it came out as Santa Claus. They were so confused. <laughs> they were like, "What? What the hell?" But from an audio <laughs> perspective, it really made sense. Like this story yeah, of like yeah, you yeah. leaving to go get the guest. Oh, we nailed it. Yeah, it goes great. Um, but then that uh, brought me down a deeper rabbit hole um, of looking up the fifty second episode. Okay, the, the drunk episode. Um, Sounds like we should do a drunk Christmas Corona episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should do another one next week. You know, sure, like sure, sure. Anniversary thing. Um, we just get wasted. Yep, yep, yep. But um, yeah, it was just a nice little walk down memory lane. I've not really re-listened back to old episodes. The only time I ever listen to episodes is when I'm editing them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like to re-listen back to those, it's like, oh man. That's yeah, like, what, what was like your favorite part? Good time. Um... I enjoyed like the live show just because it was like a thing that we planned out and executed and mm-hmm. it actually worked out. Um uh and like the drunk episode was just like that was so funny. Yeah, I realized that I was kind of going like way off the rails in the final like 30 minutes or so, just like not making any sense, like going off the rails if you mean like falling asleep and <laughs> <laughs> No, but even even the things that I was contributing when I was awake was they just weren't useful. Like I was making jokes that I was like concocting in my own head assuming that you'd understand and shit like that, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have something. We'll have something. We need to do something because it's it's going to be the the one year anniversary of yeah. like the year that we t- chose to start doing the podcast again. Yes. And I want to have a little bit of a celebration too because my god, March and like most of February was like the months from hell. Uh and like some of that stuff is wrapping up starting next week. Just work-wise, like, just yep. busy. Finished. Oh, I finally put to bed a pretty big project. Thank God. That mm-hmm. t- that was just today. I feel really good about that. A couple classes are ending and I get a little break before the next cycle of classes end. So, uh-uh-uh, feel good. Oh, and I'm editing of, oh my God, I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm getting paid for so little of these things. But it's fine. But yeah, yeah. yeah that's we'll do something. Do, we'll, do something. we'll do something. You yeah. build it up. Buttercup, yeah, and then like, who knows where it'll lead? That's that's the that's the cool part. The what? Who knows where stuff will lead? Oh, exactly. I mean? like, like paying my dues, mm-hmm. I'm learning stuff on the job, yeah. so it's great. That's pretty much like all of the process. You yeah. just like put it out. Never know who's gonna see it. Whether yeah, yeah, you yeah. put it out for free or for payment, like 
you know, it, it, it always leads to something. Even yeah. if it's not literally somebody yeah, going yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is an amazing piece of work. Thank Sign you. on to my Hollywood movie. Thank you. Thank like, you. It won't, oh, well, that'd be so cool. That yeah, like maybe that won't literally happen, but it could lead, like the path could be yeah. a bit more windy. Just got to keep going, man. Just got to keep your, your goal, your life that exactly. you want in focus and just baby steps towards it. Exactly. I can talk about this a little bit though. So yeah. one thing that's winding up is that I just finished a five-week training uh, I was coaching, mm-hmm. right? Coaching improv to the people from Cartier. Ew. So, uh, I think I talked about it a little bit, but yeah, this was really good because like it was so scary because basically the uh, the guy who was the head of training for Cartier, you know, like the jewelry brand, right? Like the head of training in Asia was a student of mine uh, at improv, and he was like, oh, "I would like you to coach uh, my my people and like train with them and train every them." I'm like, like oh a God. team building thing or what team was building, it called specifically? Uh, there was no specific name for it. It was just like improv chain with Cartier. But what okay. they wanted to focus on was like how to be like thinking on your feet, you know, and really right. connecting and stuff. Right. Because like, they're all like selling tens and thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. So yeah, they I want like, to present a good front. Yeah. You know? Like the, the, the process in these stores, it's a very one-to-one kind mm-hmm. of experience. Very much so. Very much so. Like I, I've only ever experienced it vicariously like through my mom. Cartier like, specifically or, or like that Probably. Of... Like, you know, like yeah, the yeah, Takashimaya yeah. jewelry, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Cartier exactly. and all those places. Because I, like, when I was a kid, I would follow my mom around and she goes shopping for these things uh, occasionally. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would just be like, oh, hi, you know, auntie and all these things. And, like, they'd speak to you very one-on-one, like, catch a, like serve you tea and everything. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like a store. It yeah. very much feels like you need to, like, interact with this person and like be friends with exactly, this person exactly. who is spending a lot of money. And then not just that, like the people I was training, like apparently there's like the regular, but these are like, there's high jewelry, which I apparently is like, I don't even know if the stuff they put in their stores, man. It's like the stuff they sell to like high jewelry the means Kardashians like, of the world. I think high jewelry means like, it's like very artisanal pieces. So but like it, there's only one or two in existence. Something like something that. Like I don't know. Like or, or just, you know, it's just a gold and diamond. Fancy. It's just, it's just, just 420. <laughs> I'm a big gold chain. <laughs> super fancy. <laughs> but yeah, I was really scared because I was like, oh shit, I've never really done this before. You know, like I've never yeah. been struck on my own, like uh, leading this thing. But man, I, I, if I do say so myself, I, I like, I did really well. I crushed nice. it. I feel, it feels really good to be done. And did you like go to their store and like, no, they, they booked a venue, you know? Ah, okay. Uh, and like that was really good. And it was so funny because everyone just showed up and like they came from work. So they were all right. wearing suits and like fancy dresses and stuff. Like this is weird. So having people run around like, Headless chickens was pretty fun to see yeah. people in th- like two piece suits, but it was good. It was a good experience. And uh, what were the exercises happy. that you do? That you do was it like fake scenarios? Pretend that he's a customer and he just he just uh, dropped a diamond piece. I, I thought I was in his do, drink. Not so much. Like I thought I was gonna do like role playing stuff, but not really. We ended up just being like just really intro theater games type stuff uh, and like okay. getting them to listen and tell stories and stuff. It was really nice, really really good, and like such a good crowd and like. Usually when I teach people improv, it's like they want improv. Yeah. They know what it is. They, yeah. they know what's benefited them. But these are people who are like, I don't know, my company told me to be here. Right. So it was a real slow at first, but they got all got really into it. And by the end, there was a huge change. And it's, oh, that's so always satisfying. nice, especially when they're doing it like outside of work hours. Yeah. What time would they do it? In the middle of work hours. Oh, in the middle of work hours. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was uh, really good. Yeah. Fun. Monday afternoons. Awesome. So, like, how are you going to spend, like, your little window of free time? Like, have you made plans to sloth? Uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like... I mean, I really do want to do the cruise to nowhere. <laughs> but I haven't scheduled that yet. No, as, but, like, as just, like... Because you said you have a window of time coming in the next few days or yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you have any plans of, like, how you're going to just waste that time? No. No plans yet. I still have a lot of shit to do, though. Right. Taxes is one. 
That's one of my favorite Ooh. things to do, like, when I know that there's a window of, like, say, three, four days. Is make plans? Make plans <laughs> of, like, just... To, okay, not like hard plans, but like, like d- make a decision ahead of time. Exactly, of what, what nothing you're gonna do. Exactly, right. So like, oh, I'm gonna watch the entirety of season three of Twenty Four or something like that, I or that like video. I am going to uh, order Popeyes at some point. You know, like, <laughs> things like that. You know, the, yeah. like like little like, like little rewards that keep you going. Uh, yeah, no, I should think about it, but uh, I'm definitely doing. I'm um I'm doing uh, a picnic. This is kind of, kind of a continuation of my girlfriend's birthday. But yeah, on right. Sunday, doing a picnic on the East Coast using a, a glamping company. Oh. Instead of sleeping over, though, we're just, they're setting up a picnic area, Like They have like good. those big white tents, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I, w- I wondered what that was about because like I, I cycled there a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, and I just saw like a whole bunch of really nice, like circusy white, you know, those kind like of Like East glamping. Coast, like near near the airport-ish? Closer to the airport, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Like basically the closer to the airport you go, the fancier the tents Exactly. Get. And... Um, so what, like you call a company and like they set it up for you? Pretty much, yeah. You yeah. book it for several hours or does Pretty it much a couple hours, yeah, four or five hours. Or, or overnight. The, the default is three. There's an overnight. Well, you know what's weird is that there's an overnight one and a picnic, which is just three or four hours. Right. And they're like almost the same price. But So so they set it yeah. up brand new for you or it's already there and you just kind of move it? They set it up. Okay. Like they put up a tent. They, they have like little tables and cushions and stuff. It's, oh. It looks oh. nice. It looks very Instagrammable. Oh. So I'm really looking forward to it. It'd be right, good pretty. to like just go there and do nothing. Play Frisbee. <laughs> Nice. Do you do you do you swim you should, you in should, the East Coast? Is that something people? If you want to swim in the ocean, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, you should bring your bicycles. I was thinking about it. And cycle up to Jurassic Mile. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. You rent bicycles? That's still a thing. You can do that at East yeah, Coast Park. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, you should cycle to Jurassic Mile. Even cycle to Jewel. Have a nice little stroll around there. Or yeah, something. I might do that. But like Jurassic Mile is it, it's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, so you you went there, huh? I've been there. It's a ridiculous attraction. I don't even know what you call it. Were you afraid of getting hit by golf balls? Because I heard that's a thing. Well, I it, it was like three in the morning, so no. Um, nope. Yeah. And I don't know if any of you guys have been to uh, Jurassic Mile, but it's this like path, this walking slash cycling path mm-hmm. um, uh, near the the airport, and it's just these displays yep. of fake like, dinosaurs. How did they make that choice? Like it could have been like it could have been anything. It could have been anything. Like the history of Singapore. It could have been like. Uh, Fairy tales, but they went with just fucking dinosaurs. The history of Singapore would be pretty much like a like the first few is just people getting killed by Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a bit of a bummer, <laughs> like a guy looking at a tiger. That's a lion. That's <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of a bummer. But um, uh, yeah, it's just these like displays of like not. I, I was gonna say life size. I, I was gonna ask if they were life size. Well, they're big. <laughs> I don't know if they're life size because I I don't know what a, the size of a T Rex is, um, but they're pretty big. And they're well lit, and oh. they've got like little display things and little lights, and like there's music twenty four seven. Like you know when you're there because you hear like a soundtrack. Is there, are there, are there like Rawr! Are yeah. there some of those in there too? Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, it's like a full on like Universal Studios style kind of attraction, nice. but it's in the middle of like this path to the airport. And again, I was there at three in the morning, and everything was turned on, just left on. It's wow. like not the literal Jurassic Park theme song but something like that like, like off brand off brand dress man and there's like Wah! and that shit goes on all night and it's it's it, you should yeah you should were go you the, at 3 a.m were you the, like the only people there yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah pretty much it's and then we cycled up cycle. like cycled around like took a nice little like round around around the airport mm-hmm. by the time we cycled back 
it was like f- approaching five ish, mm-hmm. and then we saw some people coming in the opposite direction. Oh, going, they, yeah. People who had woken up already, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. people that were starting their cycle. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jurassic Mile, highly recommend it. It's stupid and ridiculous, pointless. Uh, probably um, potentially a waste of money that could have been spent better, but <laughs> it's hang, rip, rip, rip. but but it's hilarious, and you should go see it. <laughs> nice, yeah. Good hang recommends, yeah. I guess. Good hang, probably. Rec- I, I I do recommend. Yeah, you know what? Solid recommendation. Don't back off on yeah, it. Yeah, I do cool. recommend. I generally just recommend cycling at night in Singapore. Like, it's so nice. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, if you can live that kind of lifestyle where you can do that, yeah, yeah. I've only grown to love it even more. I mean, there's always the weekends. Sure. I've I've only grown to love it more. Like it was something that I fell in love with during the pandemic for sure, or even slightly before that. But like, I definitely just like. Like, you know, it's still great. <laughs> Do you think they specifically, I mean, is it just, is Jurassic just synonymous with dinosaurs now because of the movies? Probably because there were many periods. Yeah, I was thinking, like, why don't they call the Mesozoic, the Cretaceous? Doesn't the syn- flow off the tongue. Yeah, nice. I guess not. Jurassic Cretaceous. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Mesozoic Mile. Park. Yeah, but Mesozoic Mile is alliterative. That is true. Though I have no idea if Mesozoic actually had dinosaurs. Let me give that a quick, quick Google. I don't even know how to spell Mesozoic. M-E-Z-A-S-O-I-C. You just put M-E-Z and then you let Google take over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I generally don't know what's up with like the whole dinosaur mm. like hype or like the dinosaur resurgence. Is it like what is does, there? Is that really happening? Like, what is the government's <laughs> thing about dinosaurs? No, like, like it, you see it all over the airport. You see in the Jurassic Mile. I remember for for a bit, like last year during Christmas, I saw a bunch of Christmas dinosaur decorations yeah, in I places. That. I uh, Mesozoic was when they were like the most dinosaurs. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. You think they did some kind of survey? They're like, what are you, what are you, what are you into? <laughs> I don't care. Like, I I went to Toys R Us the other day. Mm-hmm. Dedicated like a whole fucking huge section to dinosaurs, bigger than the MCU section. That's what the fuck is going on? I don't. I think it's just like an easy thing for kids to get in, like boy kids to get into. You think there's like? I think there's a conspiracy. They're like, yeah. we gotta we gotta get boys off the internet and porn. <laughs> no more no drugs. Or maybe <laughs> it's like dinosaurs <laughs> is like the safest thing to get into because it's like ironic. No, because, because if it's like superheroes, then you know some of them got like titties oh, and. Like, when it's, like, guns, it's guns. When it's, like, car stuff, it's, like, you know, oh, if they grow up to, like, fast cars, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So dinosaurs is, like, the safest kind of, like, yeah, you like these things that don't exist it's anymore. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You become a paleontologist? Yeah, that's fine. Well, like a lizard guy. That's pretty bad. You mean, like, like in Spider-Man? No, like a guy that owns like, lizards. Okay, I thought yeah. you meant like a half lizard, half. <laughs> no, no, not like Doctor like, Connors. That's pretty bad. No, not a Doctor Connors situation. Like, I just, love dinosaurs so much. I want to become one. <laughs> you know, just like the guy that owns lizards. Sure, sure, sure. You know. That's pretty weird, but you know, relatively harmless, I guess. All the power to you if you own lizards, listener. Uh, um, yeah. Wait. Speaking of all the power, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of the Snyder cut? That's a segue. That's a segue. Superman's got powers. Is that the one? Uh, Can I just say, I'm going to put this out here. I know you. I think you you love the Snyder Cut. I do. I, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. What I really loved, as usual, not surprising, is the YouTube stuff around the Snyder Cut. No, but that's part of it. It's part of it. That's yes. part of it. But like I honestly, j- that is the only thing that makes Justice League like worth like the original Justice League. 
um, that's the only thing that gives it a right to exist. Mm. That you can unite with other people against it. I mean, it's the only way the Snyder Cut did exist. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. all the internet stuff. But but yeah. but, dude, like the pitch meeting for for um, for Snyder Cut was so good. Okay, let's let's start from the start. Let's go back. Let's make this the official Snyder Cut discussion ooh, of ooh, the ooh. show. Here we go. Because um, I I I I have thoughts and I. The, it's 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 historical the release of this movie. I think so. First time it's happened. First time it's literally happened. Well, actually, pr- maybe probably not. But on such a large scale, yes. first time that it's happened in the mainstream scale, where you watched a movie that definitely seemed like there was meddling. You know, we've seen many of those. We've seen mm-hmm. the Suicide Squads. We've seen the Fan Four Sticks. And solos. We watched a movie that we go the, the solos. We watch a movie that's like, oh my god, there's so much studio meddling. I wonder like what the true vision was. And then we actually get to see it. Four <laughs> or five years later, we actually get to see what the vision was. And oh, me. it's kind of unprecedented. Um, it's of exciting. course, Yeah, of course yeah. the movie is, you know, better. Because they yeah. had four hours to tell their story. And they have the gift of hindsight yep. to see what didn't work before and what people wanted more of or less of. Um, yeah, it's it's like the first one was like for a test audience, except it was the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I just find that this thing, it's not, not specifically the movie, but just Snyder Cut as a whole concept, um, it's just brilliant, you know? It's brilliant because there's something for movie nerds. There's mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. for DC nerds. Um, like... The movie nerd aspect of it is that you get the satisfaction of seeing problems get fixed, yeah. And you and you see how they fix it, and you see how much time it took for them to fix it, or how exactly they moved things around. It's very satisfying to yeah. watch. It's crazy because I feel like um, this this movie literally couldn't have happened two, three years ago. Like mm-hmm. the rise of streaming has made it possible because on a very very practical. I mean, the first thing first, this movie is fucking four hours long. Yeah. And um, on a very practical business level, that couldn't exist before because that means that each theater would show this movie twice in one day, and that's it. Yeah, but also you know? re- realistically, like, no realistically, I think it's four hours because they knew they were going to release it they could. in this. Yeah, because they could. If if they were hard-pressed to, they could probably cut this down to like a three-hour movie. Dude, that's the movie I want to watch. Yeah, they could probably, like, I, I, we, you can do it. Just like fucking cut just out the scenes you don't like. <laughs> yeah, just cut out the scenes you don't like. <laughs> probably, like, you know, like you can lose most of the Themyscira stuff, or at least shorten it like a lot you can lose most of the uh, 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 Atlantis stuff because it is fairly inconsequential you know what I want to do I want to edit it and then like literally anytime Gal Gadot's on screen or even if her name is mentioned I want to play that they, they're pretty close they went like 80% of the way there but I want to like fully push that in I I, I feel like they did like it's nah, based, nah. no no Oh, literally, so 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 not anytime even anytime she's on Diana screen, even. not even by herself on screen. Like literally, there's Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> like three just second mix clips. It, just mix it in the background. Just in the back. Yeah, the back left or something. Because that um, that got that got annoying. That was a hilarious choice. A hilarious choice. Hilarious. Like it almost feels like it's got to be intentional at some point, you know? Because <laughs> because there's so much about the movie that just screams detail and yeah. screams like the they knowledge yeah they thought about these things so when i see that like <laughs> like that's got to be on purpose like it's it it got me laughing by the end of the movie i have to admit maybe and i don't know if it was a bad or a good laugh 
<laughs> you you know how like um uh, oh the last one the, the the not no spoilers yet but yeah the very last I think the very last one probably not there's probably fuck it spoil it. it it's like the movie is essentially the same it's just slightly different no nah, okay okay fine so when 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 they take down the 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 Steppenwolf the big bad yeah uh, and they do like a super combo move yeah uh, finishing off with Wonder Woman yeah I think that was the last most epic most slow motiony time they use it yeah and that I, I was just laughing out loud it's I'm like great. I get it I yeah. get it. But I, I think I need to make clear, um, although in the broad strokes it's the same movie, it is a completely completely different. Film. different. Oh my gosh! I, like so, so don't discount it. Don't think you've seen it, but it's just longer. If you didn't like Justice League twenty seventeen, I highly recommend you watch this one because I didn't like Justice League twenty seventeen. It infuriated me yep. to no end. Oh my god! But this one, this movie, it just like it, it's it, it slightly better. No, it's, it's no, significantly better. Significantly better. It just soothed me. You know, like all these gripes that I had of the movie, I was just watching them get like fixed before my very yeah, eyes. Yeah. There were even little details that I didn't ask for, but they were there. Um, of course, it's too long. Of course, it's overbloated with some things. But fuck it. They were they had free reign to do whatever the fuck they sure, want sure. so let them do it I guess sure. and no one's going to complain about more stuff because it's you know it's streaming it's on a streaming service mm. you either subscribe to it or you don't yeah um, but I I just highly recommend it I think it's I think it's a good time I got the, I got notes you got notes I love it but <laughs> as you wander to your notes I want to uh, put this question to you like yes. could you concisely say what's your one favorite thing like, that it felt like Justice League got queer eyed. You know, it's like it's like it's like when you watch Queer Eye. That's a fun way of putting it. It's like you know when you watch Queer Eye, like the most satisfying part is when you see the guy's like life improve yeah. significantly, or you see that turning point. Like you see that very clear shift that, and and then like you compare the before and after. Not just like their house, of course, the house stuff is always pretty. Yeah, but you know, you see them make this shift, and like it's very satisfying to watch that. I feel like I just watched Justice League go through Queer Eye, and like it just transformed. And became this beautiful butterfly that it uh, that, that that it could always it rose be rose from the chrysalis. Yeah, yeah. Like it also brings up so many questions, and it's very confusing, oh. and it hurts my brain. I to, just feel like Joss is just being punched it. in the face nonstop. It hurts my brain to think too hard about any of these questions. Like, for example, why did they cut out all these things in a movie? Even if you had two hours and or two hours and fifteen minutes to make your movie, there were so many things in here that worked. Did <laughs> like, you? Did you? Um, have you watched the half in the bag yet? Yeah, it's so good. I've seen. I've probably seen way too many like comparison things mm-hmm. to know that a lot of what they added in the in the Justice League version was damn near unnecessary. Oh shit! Wait, was it? Just- if anything, it hurt the movie because like like all the reshoot things that were super obvious yeah. that made people really angry. Totally, totally. None of them really added anything to the movie. So, like, so, what I mean though was I I got it mixed up. Have you yeah. seen Cosmonaut? Yeah, Cosmonaut was cool because he showed like I didn't realize that they used different takes. Yeah, they like, used this different is the takes. same thing, but it's a different take. They straight up use different takes, which is yeah, poor Joss, you suck. It's very very strange. It just raises a lot of confusing questions as to like who was making these decisions. Like was Joss Whedon just really brutal about everything? Like he's got a different eye, I guess. I mean, it's it's hard to take. I mean, at the end of the day, Justice League was like fifty fifty. I I think well, no, it's it's like ninety ten. More Joss than we- Snyder. Oh, I thought you meant. What like, do you think? I thought you meant the reception. No, 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 no. <laughs> I meant like between like who who owns the first cut? Twenty seven. Is it like? I feel it's about fifty fifty. No, maybe like sixty forty no, in it's in weight. Like seventy five twenty five. After who's watching, uh, uh, Joss Joss Whedon. Oh, I was gonna argue the other way. 
No, I'm I mean, still Snyder, watching the new cut. No way, no, man. No, the problem is it, it depends on how you look at it, right? Yeah. But I will say, like, Snyder, he picked the whole aesthetic. He picked the cast. He picked, the like, the, the costume design, the feel. And Joss Whedon changed that And aesthetic. he changed it, right? And I feel like at the end of the, if you could somehow weigh their contributions, I think it's fair to say that it was about 50-50. Now, I it will also say more Joss because he, Joss he, made worse choices. He, he changed the aesthetic. He made a lot of weird decisions. He cut out a lot of things. Yes. So, like, I think the first one is very much Joss Whedon's. It's unfortunate. Because it's it's mostly Joss Whedon, but Zack Snyder laid the foundation. Who wrote it? Who wrote the original script? Is it Snyder or did they have someone Probably else? Snyder. I don't know. Or his side of pe- the things. But, like, it's unfortunate that Joss Whedon couldn't, like, build it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, it's not, you know, no poo-poo no, I mean, on him. It, it sucks he picked like up no, a bad situation. Of them could do it from the ground up. That's yeah. the real Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, problem. I mean, yeah. Zack Snyder got a chance now. But, like, Joss Whedon didn't get that chance. So, like, you know, not too much hate on him. But also... Like if you if you look at the Snyder cut as a whole, I think almost everybody won, mm-hmm. in the sense that WB won because they got people like liking them again. <laughs> Snyder won because th- everyone's seen his his vision. The 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 cast has won because like na- their characters are redeemed. The consumers have won because they get more movie and they get a better movie. The only loser here is Joss Whedon, and I think it's kind of okay. Because yeah. because you know Joss Whedon's been a bad boy. He's not good. If if it was any other time, if this was like a year ago today, then maybe it'd be like, oh poor Joss. Yeah. But like after what we know and the fact that he hasn't gotten into bigger trouble yet, mm. maybe you know maybe yeah. this is his 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 penance. Yeah. I don't know. I can still empathize. I feel bad. Like maybe but, this uh, is his penance that people just go, his movies suck. He suck. <laughs> Yeah, like he might not get fully canceled because of all the horrible things he's done to actors. Yeah. But, you know, he yeah. lost. You know, it feels weird to even talk about this movie as a movie. It is more just like a historical, cultural. It's strange, isn't crazy it? Crazy event. Like, yeah. I can't really. I mean, you could really give a critical eye to this movie, and there's a lot of things you can say, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, this is crazy. This is so cool. Yeah. That it exists. But I would love to hear some of your notes. I mean, I've kind of said most of okay, it good. already. But, um,. <laughs> Uh yeah, I guess like the a few things that I wrote was that I I, I appreciated how they set things up and paid it off. Mm-hmm. Like a big complaint in the original was just that things were just happening, yeah, very I mean, unjustified. And the like, Steppenwolf was so much better in this movie, dude. Like, I don't know if you recall, but in the 2017 Justice League, um, the very final mother box that Steppenwolf obtains, mm-hmm. he just shows up in whoop. Yeah, (laughs) it's literally just because the Justice League is fighting Superman. Their backs are turned. And then, like, off in the distance, you see the boom tube come down. Boof. Boof. And he takes it. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, he just just completed his mission. Yeah. And it happened, arguably, off screen. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you know, that's a big no-no. And then, of course, like, the the, uh, in 2017, Justice League, Superman essentially saves everybody from everything. So, like, the the message of the movie of, you know, you're stronger as a team is complete bullshit. Because Superman saved everybody. You mentioned that. I don't know. I still feel like he... Pretty much did everything in the last one. He did it. I'm like in cover, like Flash, like on an ace. Okay, yes. Okay, that's one thing. Yes, for sure, a hundred percent. That's a big deal. That Flash actually had to do something. That's but something. Like, but like the, the the fact of the matter is, like, um, Superman flew in and like had no problem destroying stuff. It's it's always it's always the Superman. I, yeah, conundrum, but like right? they weren't they weren't like losing terribly before he got there. They were just having some trouble. Like as opposed to like Superman. Okay, this is what I preferred. In the original, Superman kills Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. saves the people, mm-hmm. and 
splits open the mother box. Yeah, he does everything. 100%. Everything. In this movie, he just beat Steppenwolf. He just beat Steppenwolf. There's no people to save. Flash fucking saves the planet. That was cool. Cyborg essentially was the only person that could interface with the mother box. So he was ne- necessary. Yeah. Because it wasn't just about pulling it apart. It was about interacting with it. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Like, you know, him uh, uh, showing his journey of, of how he's not broken and all these things. It's beautiful. It's fucking gorgeous. It's like a tear yeah. running down my eye and everything. Like when Flash started running to reverse time, like goosebumps. When you watched it for the second time and mm-hmm. I watched it with you, goosebumps again. <laughs> like there's just so much more pay off to everything yeah and i don't know how much of this is me liking the movie objectively versus me liking the experience they fixed it i get that <laughs> like, i get that oh, which is so okay. satisfying which is like totally valid you know yeah what I mean? um yeah i just really want to see like the version where they cut out i don't know i would watch a three hour 20 minute cut yeah i don't want to I, I don't think i would watch this again <laughs> You don't have to. Like you just scrub through it. <laughs> that's what I that's what no. Literally, like I found myself doing it this past week of like, I really want to rewatch that part. And I just scrub to the flash scene. Yeah. Or like I scrub to the other flash scene. Yeah. But that sucks though. I mean like whether it, whatever it is or not, if you love a movie, you watch it multiple times. You know what I mean? Like that's I guess. I guess I that's why you say like you this doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. Right? But what if you like broaden your scope a little bit and think of it as a miniseries that they just couldn't be bothered to split? Then episodes? I would not watch episodes one, two, three, and four. Four is pretty good. I can't remember which one's which. Yeah. But um, I, f- I don't know. I can't remember. I can't again. I'm kind of blocking out the JLA, the original one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I liked Batman a lot less. In this one? Yeah. I don't know what it is. He had very... Well, in the first one, he was kind of horrible, though. Like, he was kind of just this weird, quippy... Machine. I mean, all of them had the Joss Whedon quips, which was yeah. But Bat, it it stuck out the most on Batman because Mm -hmm. he had quite a few. Something's Um, definitely bleeding. Yeah, and this one, he just kind of has this like dad energy. Yeah, yeah, kind of. (laughs) He has a lot of dad energy. It's like, come on, guys, play with me. It's kind of his thing. Like, let's play catch. Like, just in general, he has this very dad energy going about him, and like, yeah, I kind of dig that as an older Bruce Wayne. Like, I kind (laughs) of dig that he isn't like this brooding, super mysterious mm-hmm. Kristen Bale type, he seems very much like a retired... Like, you know, like, you know that character in the movie where it's like, they called him back for one, one last, last job. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the president is dying of cancer. Yeah. And they only have three days to save him and obtain the heart of uh, Zumbatu. Yeah. I, yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. Feel, and, and, it does feel and, like that and, a little and, bit. And they call this like grizzled sniper vet who's been retired for 20 years. Yep. Best to ever do it. Probably Liam Neeson. Yeah. And his whole squad was taken out, you know? Yeah. So, he hasn't picked up a gun since. Yeah. So he's the only... Yeah. He, he felt very much like that kind of energy. Yeah, I feel you. And like, I didn't mind it. Like, just because... I actually had an opinion over every character mm-hmm, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to... Only having an opinion on Batman and Wonder Woman yeah. and Superman because that's all the movie is letting me have an opinion on. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, very bored by Cyborg, by the way. Very bored. Hmm. I I don't also I I wasn't a big fan of the performance. I don't know, as choices. I don't know. I don't know if it's how the much actor of it. How much the... of it is because all he has to work with is literally his half like of his face. half of his face. <laughs> Like, poor guy. Like, every... Just half of his fucking face. The rest of it is just CGI metally bits. Yeah, he's a poor thing. Uh, I will also point out that it's, I think it's funny that 
you know, in a movie, you usually get one big car crash. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the you know the plot device. Yeah. This this one had two of them, which yeah. I thought was interesting. For Flash, <laughs> one for Flash, one for Cyborg. Very quickly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in rapid succession as yeah. well. Uh, that was definitely weird. Um, but uh, the, what was that Cyborg thing? Yeah, the Cyborg thing. I wasn't you know super enamored by him. I wasn't taken by his character, mm. but I just appreciated that they plotted his yeah, character yeah, the way that they did. Yeah. yeah, like. Could it have been played by someone that stood out more? Maybe. But maybe Cyborg is just that kind of blend into the background kind of guy because he doesn't want to be seen, you yeah. know? No, that's not really... The, I can't really articulate what I don't like about the performance. But, uh, I mean, considering he went through with Joss, at least I'm glad he had some screen time, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like one of the biggest... You know what it is? I think there's a little bit of an Uncanny Valley thing going on. In what? He, like, it, I, I don't... I, I know that... That's his face, right? Like, like you don't I've seen that photos a black of... person can be a robot? After, if, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, like, because I saw behind the scenes footage, and then he's there on set. Yeah, he's got the suit on. His face is exposed, so that's him, right? It's not yeah. like CGI'd. It felt feasy, fairly CGI at points. Like his face was like. Drawn. I think a lot of the a lot of the shots had a lot of CGI. A lot faces. of them was really rough. I remember <laughs> yeah. a lot of times where I was like, the CGI was just like distracting to me, and that's like right. it's you know it's not the big flashy alien right. spaceship but it was just like there was one scene where like Barry Allen is just walking through like a yard mm-hmm. a field and I'm like all that is CGI and it looks not good right but you know overall again glad this I, existed yeah I wasn't super bothered by the CGI things but generally I'm not super bothered by bad CGI mm-hmm. like as long as you know you're telling a good story fair, I don't fair, fair. super mind um, one random detail that I noticed on yesterday on on your second viewing mm-hmm. uh, on your first viewing my your second, second viewing, yeah um and it's damn near insignificant but when cyborg uh at the end of the movie the mm-hmm. the epilogue part he reforms his tape recorder thing or whatever mm-hmm. um and listens to his father's um recording Miles Dyson yes um and at this point, this is like the fourth dead father narration of the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Superman had two at one time. <laughs> it's like, you can do it. You're really good. Look how strong you are. Your hair is Fuck. perfect. Is Barry the only one of like a dad left? And he's in prison. And he's in prison. <laughs> Jeez. And Wonder Woman doesn't even have a dad. Mm-hmm. How does that work? I forgot. She was born from a thing or thing? I'm not, I forgot how that works. <laughs> how does it work for the whole place? Are they all born from eggs? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> how was Wonder Woman born? Google tell me. But yeah, anyway, back to the detail. When he reformed the tape recorder and he listened to um, the tape. Mm-hmm. It left off exactly where he had smashed it almost two and a half hours ago prior to that yes. scene. And he rewinds it and goes back to where he had stopped listening. It was a very small detail, but I appreciated it because it was just like, you didn't have to do that, but you did. Yeah, And you dedicated like three seconds of screen time to showing him like play it, rewind it and play it again. And, like, something about that small detail just made me appreciate the whole movie as a whole of, like... That's cool. They, you know, you see these touches in Mm -hmm. every part of the movie of just, like, attention to detail, making sure that there's as few plot holes as possible. There's definitely going to be plot holes. It's a big, bombastic superhero movie. But where they can, you know, ground it, Mm -hmm. it is grounded. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. Like, Mm -hmm. it felt like a very, like... I don't know, just like a fun experience. Like I, 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 I would almost compare it to like an end game level of like 
just levity that's happening on screen. I you feel know? you. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. It's definitely not better than Endgame. You said that for a hot second. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hot take I think this might be better than Endgame okay like, maybe maybe recency oh, bias take. you're maybe, dumb maybe recency bias but okay it's but apples the feeling and you get the it's, feeling yeah, that you get exactly. you know what I mean it's yeah, apples and that. oranges it's apples and oranges because one had like 20 over movies to like yes. get that you know kind of lore and history and investment this one is holding on to two very flimsy ones you know so for it to do what well, it I mean, did was it two Superman films it's a trilogy. It's a yeah. Zack Snyder trilogy. Man of yeah. Steel, BVS, and this. You can throw an Aquaman, Wonder Woman, I guess, in there, too. No, but that's not the Zack Snyder trilogy. That's true. But it's like, but it's, what are we talking about? The Russo Brothers trilogy? It's not, it's, you know, it's the universe. I'm talking about the universes, right? So, yeah. I'm obviously, but just as, films yeah. And but just as a movie, as something that feels completely, uh, you'll never mistake this for an MCU movie. Correct. You know, as opposed to First Justice League, where it's kind of like, Stop trying so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never mistake this for an MCU movie, and something about that feels special. You know, to enjoy something so much that is superhero and not MCU, mm. it just feels special. That's cool. I get that. Yeah, but that's that's funny you brought it up because I thought this would might be interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, where if you combined all the Marvel movies plus the Snyder Cut, I don't care about the other ones. I thought you were going to talk about the aspect ratio. <laughs> Fuck the aspect ratio. Um, there's so much headspace. Um, my which... theory, real quick, <laughs> yeah, sidebar, yeah, yeah. my theory on the aspect ratio is that he just wanted to make sure that when people saw clips of it on the internet, they knew it was his and not Joss's. That is a hot take. No, that's I think, my theory. I think, just think he just liked the IMAX ratio because that's close yeah, to IMAX, probably, right? Probably, but if I watch any like clip shows, the moment I see that little stupid square, I'll be like, Snyder Cut. Yeah, you know, Snyder never Cut. a question in my head of which version it is. I think there was also someone, I forgot who pointed this out, but they were saying that it gives them more vertical space, which makes them look bigger right. except for the times where there's just random headspace <laughs> yeah but my question is to you is yeah. what's okay let's start with this i wanted to compare snyder cut to the marvel cinematic universe uh-huh. what's easier do you think to name the films that are better than the snyder cut the marvel films that are better than the snyder cut or to name the films that are worse than the snyder cut mm. i don't know it's your overall like, feel Honestly, it gets really hard for me to like look at the MCU as like separate movies now. That, that's, a, all, yeah, that's it, a good point. It all kind of just feels like one thing. Yeah. You know, it just feels like this It's 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 hard to compare. I'm not saying it's better. I that was that was said in half jest and a bit of rashness. <laughs> Cuz like MCU it's 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 at least for for you and me, I know to a lot of people it's just a thing. Yeah, like uh, to, to people like us, us yeah. it's like a fraction of our life. You know, yeah, it's, it's really different. Is. You can't quite compare it to something else. Okay, you know, like it's a it's like a subsection of what our lives are in Agreed. terms of like Agreed. the the attention that we pay to it, the dedication that we have to everything that they put out, like the news that we follow because of it. Like it's just you can't quite compare it. This was a good movie, but. Do I ultimately really, really care whether they do a sequel, have a whole universe? And yeah, they got me. I'm like, give me a of, fucking sequel, Snyder. Come I'm on. Kind of like give you know, me a I, sequel. I, like I wouldn't be too hard pressed if it doesn't happen because it's a little bit of an anomaly. But then why this is literally that goddamn his, epilogue? Like this is literally his first good movie since like what three hundred. <laughs> Mm. you know so like not to say that the previous ones were like horrible but they weren't great you know Mm -hmm. they were just kind of like i I mean we all know how man of steel and bvs went you know very bad yeah people weren't happy of that so it's a little bit of an anomaly it's great that it happened but 
can it happen again? I don't know. I, yeah. I don't have my hopes set on it. But, you know, if MCU wants to release like three more TV shows, I am hanging on to every <laughs> word. I'm just wondering, what, what the fuck is happening? Like, it, I, get, I think it's also getting long in the tooth because when did the first Superman movie come out? Like, how long has Henry Cavill been Superman? It's been I a thought, while already. Like, I thought you were talking about, um, what's his name? Uh, Dead in the Horse. No, not Dead in the Horse. <laughs> Christopher Reeve. Died, no, paralyzed on a horse. <laughs> Yeah, that's a terrible way of sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, because like you know, I mean, I was like, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is getting like too old to play Iron Man, I guess. Yeah. So like, when do we start talking about when the DC guys have to retire? I think Jason Momoa's got a way to go. You is know. it? I, I like half of them already out. <laughs> like in Marvel? No, in in DC. Like after this thing released, like basically because of how badly it did they canceled the yeah that's Bat my Flag point movie. no I, i'm talking about like a, th- a theoretical if they were continuing dc or like where do they go from oh here? right um, we have robert pattinson stepping in which i'm pretty psyched about i guess and this is gonna be like a harsh reality check but realistically wonder woman would have the biggest problem because she's a woman and like people have these like vision yeah. like expectations right about like how like a female superhero should look like mm. it could also usher in this thing of like you know representing a very underrepresented group, middle-aged women. I think it's just, but from a practical point of view, I think they just missed the window. You know what I mean? Like you have to strike when it's hot. You have to get all those films out. And you stuff. think they're all too old now? Well, I mean, I, I was surprised because Batman, got, Batman can be old. Justice League is four years old. I didn't even recognize yeah, that. Like they should have is. had one, two more movies since then. Yeah, honestly, because Batman can be old. I guess so. Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill is a specimen. Yeah, he's not going to age for like at least another ten years. I don't know about that. Um, uh, I would like to think that though. You know, Ray Fisher is going to look the same for a while. Um, that was a racist assumption. I'm sorry. Ezra Miller's pretty young, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ezra so, Miller's yeah. pretty young. Yeah. There is truth, though. Like, Black truly cracks a lot less. It, that's true. I mean, look, look at Grey's Anatomy. Just There's look one. at all the black people. They yes. generally, like, just look at Coming to America. Like The sequel? Yeah. Did you see like the cast comparisons of coming to America? No, no, I didn't see that, but it's I, crazy. It's essentially like the it's it, it's like proof of the sentence set, black you don't crack. You set the sequel a year after the original movie. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I had yeah, fun. me too. I enjoyed it too. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Snyder cuts? Let us know on our Instagram. I'll yeah, and if you have thing. no thoughts about it and don't care, I'm so sorry for wasting yeah. like your last half an hour. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's taken up a pretty like significant part of my brain space. I have a lot of feelings about it. Yeah. We had mostly, to get it out. Yeah. I'm mostly just like glad that it exists. Yeah. And I'm glad too. I'm glad, I'm glad for you. <laughs> There's going to be a Green Lantern TV show. Is that right? Um, I read that somewhere. Like I was reading like all the different things and they're like, oh, there's Green Lanterns in here. And dude, of all the DC stuff, I love the Green Lantern stuff the most. Like Jeff John's run in Green Lantern is the best. What it's about so Green good. Lantern? You just like this little ring? Yeah, no, I I don't know. I just like um, I like Hal Jordan. I like. Did you follow the Darkest Night? Um, yeah, yeah, that was great. That's that's mm-hmm. when I from Rebirth into Sinestro Core Wars into uh, whatever it is. Like th- that was so good. Yeah, it's so good. I was a huge fan of Green Lantern when I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I just liked the idea of like it's a little piece of jewelry. Very much. <laughs> yeah. It's a Captain Planet, but yeah, like all the powers in one, sort of. Yeah, which are the green ones, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, can you, like, fill time for, like, two seconds? Because I just remembered I bought food, and, like, it's outside, and I'm hungry. <laughs> like, a deliveries downstairs? No, like, it, I left it outside for getting it. I forgot I bought it. He forgot you bought Okay, that's no worries. I can fill time. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a person. Um, 
Hi, 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 hi listener. Uh, how, how are you? Do, um, do, do, where, where are you right now? Are, are you on the bus? Oh, but buses are. Nathan was sat on a glass. That was fucking scary. <laughs> you almost sat right on your little glass. Your soda streams at glass, which we got it, baby. Hey, we got the soda stream. Got it makes stream. bubbles. It's yes. enjoyable. What food you get? Um, I got a uh, a pita. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm sorry for being unprofessional. Sorry, that's all you got is a pita. No, it's like a shawarma pita. Oh, that sounds good. That has completely just soaked. Through yeah, the that bag that, that it was bag in. is fucking see through. <laughs> <laughs> Paper bag is completely transparent. Uh, is that from Pita Tree? Uh, no, it's from that pita Olives place in, in the basement of. Yeah, great yeah, World. that place is great. Yeah, um, but yes, it is. Yeah, that's a great. Little pita shawarma. I'm gonna enjoy that. You get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. You can start eating it now. No. Um, I'm trying to figure like I'm trying to start a a, a, um, a thread of conversation that will make you talk for a little bit longer so I can take a bite. Um, <laughs> ask ask me a question. Uh, 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 um, it all clearly just falls apart when Nathan's not here, as you can see. Um, uh, explain to me what NFTs are. Go. NFTs. Well, as we all know, NFT is an acronym that stands for not. For television, which means it are things that belong in the movie theaters. Like, for example, the Snyder Cut was NFMT, because that was not for movie theaters. As you can see, this is really thought out. Is NFT a real thing? Just shake your head, yes or no. Okay, NFTs are a real thing. I don't know what they are. That's a huge bite. Not heard of NFTs? NFT. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never heard of NFTs. Like I'm so curious as to that's a weird specific when you when you're done chewing you have to tell yeah. me why I'm gonna that tell was you part. all about this but I just want to keep listener that is the same bite he's on you can hear that you can hear I that I want you to keep theorizing go uh, NFTs it's an acronym is it an acronym shake your head yeah yeah okay it's an NFT uh, NFTs I feel like it's an internet thing um it feels like it neural frontier transmission you know so it's like the cutting edge of brain mapping where you can see how to get things into your brain. Like, you know, in The Matrix, when Neo just learns Kung Fu, that's NFT. That's Neural Frontier Training. Man. Nice fucking technique. Nice fucking technique? That's what it stands for? No, he kind of does karate in The Matrix. No! Ah, he didn't step on it. He kicked it now. He kicked the glass. Oh, dear. That glass survives, though. I'm a mess. This is a second bite, to be fair. God damn, that smells good. I also haven't eaten yet, and it's uh, 3.54 our time. Mm-hmm. Intermittent fasting is what I've been doing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been good. It's easy to not eat food in the morning if you're used to it. It's, it gets hard late at night, though. That's the hard part. It's okay, all about I'm sorry about that. I think, I think I could conceivably do one meal a day if I really focused and had really good food. What would like that one meal that. be? Like, I'm talking like a fucking, like, like a huge platter of, like, wholesome food. Right. You know what I mean? Like just 1,500 calories on a plate, but that's all you eat for the day. I could do it. Black coffee in that. I don't know enough about calorie counting to visually understand what 1,500 calories look like. I mean, if it's clean food, that's like a lot. That's like two plates of food. That would be like two chicken breasts, some rice and veggies, and some kind of avocado situation. Or a bowl of instant noodles. <laughs> yeah, or just one bowl of noodles. Not unfair. It's not the worst. My, my noodles of choice, which is uh, Budajige, my favorite, it's uh, 400 calories is one packet. Pete Budajige? Sorry? 
Mayor Pete? No, 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 no. This one's straighter. <laughs> okay, so NFTs. Have you not heard of this? I'm um, sure I have, maybe. Yeah. What is it? Non-fungible tokens. No, okay, never mind. I've never heard of this. Um, did you hear about um, uh, that digital art piece that sold for $69 million two weeks ago? I mean, a week ago? No. What? Oh, you have been busy. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm just r- reading up on shootings, apparently. Okay, yeah. What's <laughs> non-fungible? Frung- fr- 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 fungible? Mm-hmm. Flushable? Fungible. Fungible. Okay, let me try it. I can't admit to understanding all of this, but I understand like a little bit. So let the, me just the funging of things. Yeah, okay. I'm trying my best. Okay. Let me just finish this too. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so use your harmonica s- skills and, and suck and swallow. <laughs> no, you, so you essentially this new thing has kind of started or I don't know how new it is, but it's started getting a lot of mainstream attention in the last two, three months. Mm-hmm. In the crypto world, okay, of something called non fungible tokens that specifically applies to owning a digital piece of work, okay, um, or not really owning it. That's not fair to say because you don't own it necessarily. You don't own like the copyright. You don't own like the master of it, but you own it's like a print, something like that, but a little bit deeper. Digital print. When you own this non fungible token. Mm-hmm. Every piece of art is assigned a token. Mm -hmm. And to buy this token, you use cryptocurrency. Okay. And and, and they have been holding auctions, uh, essentially, um, putting up these NFTs, these art pieces. Um, There is this very prolific digital artist. His name is Beeple. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's appeared on Corridor Channel. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, j- yeah. I haven't watched that one yet, but that's next on my playlist. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's also, um, like, he's just, he's made daily renderings and drawings for the last 5,000 days and more. Whoa. Um, like 13 years plus. Um, and essentially, over the last few months, he's gotten into NFTs and auctioning off his, uh, his pieces mm-hmm. on these auction sites. Um and he was getting a pretty penny for it, like 50000 100000 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think a few months ago, it even hit up to, like, he sold three pieces for, like, $3.5 million. What the fuck? Yeah. And you're not selling art pieces. You're, you're selling, selling... Ones and zeros. A token. Yeah. You're selling this token that essentially means that you... Have the rights? <sighs> Because I've also heard like it seems it's, similar. It's weird. You you. It's not the same as like because it's like it's like when you own the the um like a like a like a like a Da Vinci painting for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you own the painting. It's there. It's in very your house. simple to understand that yes. you own this painting. You don't own the like Da Vinci's estate or anything. Like you don't own his rights to uh, yeah. You you don't own his rights to reprint that in uh-huh. books. Uh-huh. You just own that one painting. Sure. You know? So similar in this sense, where you don't complete... Like, say, like, you buy the piece of art. You don't own, like, the full rights to it. This person can still recreate more and still sell it. Sure. But you own this unique token that has been assigned the value. Okay. And in some cases, the value goes up to the millions. That's crazy. Yeah. And the craziest thing came to a head, like, two weeks ago in Christie's, the auction house. Mm -hmm. They um, started getting into this like the first time and they sold one of people's pieces well actually not one piece but like a culmination of his work <clears throat> it was essentially a 5,000 picture um, mosaic 5,000 okay of all of his work okay all of his everyday work 
and it auctioned off for $69 million. <sighs> I want to be an artist. It auctioned off for $69 million, and this anonymous crypto whale from Singapore bought it. No shit. Yeah. A crypto yeah, yeah, whale yeah. from Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just this whole This new looks like garbage. <laughs> so I, I just you, looked at if the... You, if you zoom in. You zoom in and you can see the details. I can see there are individual ones, but it, this sucks. <laughs> this is so bad. It's it doesn't art. even make an image. Stop judging art, John. I'm judging it. That's it's what not, you do. That's not what we're doing. Um, I, if you want to judge something, look at what Logan Paul did for NFTs. It's infuriating. Uh, it is in infu- like just trust the, either one of the Paul brothers to like pick the worst possible course of action to mm-hmm. piss you off. Mm-hmm. But they essentially, I think Logan Paul put up these like trading cards of of like him as an anime. Oh, he should just get and like repeatedly. they were drawn really badly, and it was obvious that this was just like this meh kind of yeah, like yeah. put it together. And he auctioned it. Up, he auctioned them off as NFTs and made quite a bit of money because. Right now, there's a big boom in this. Literally, just a few hours ago, Beeple was holding an auction. Mm-hmm. And I was watching. I was following the auction on his stories. Easy. Three million. Four million. Five million. Six million. Because at this point, what people are buying when they buy the NFTs mm-hmm. is that they're pretty much investing in the value of the artist. Right. And okay, Be- that makes sense. And Beeple is hot shit right now um, because he is kind of like the bringer of attention to For this sure. whole marketplace. Um so the, the the hope is that they can resell these things that they buy for millions of dollars at a higher value. And it has been happening. They have been reselling for a very high value. Because a few weeks ago, again, all there's a lot of things happening. And all kind of like around this Beeple guy. But there's also a lot of other people doing mm. these things. Um, other people who aren't people? Other people who aren't people. Non-be- be- non-beeple people? Non-beeple people, but Beeple specifically. What he did was um, he also did like a sale of his things like one dollar nfts okay essentially like let's buy some buy it no it's he's not doing it anymore we missed uh-huh. it this was like a few weeks ago. He's like buy it and resell it for however much you want and there were these like stories of people like you know like not in the best of financial places they they bought this on like a draw and like now they're getting offered fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Like it's crazy I hate missing out on stuff like that i want to be rich <laughs> but I think the most exciting part about this beyond anything mm. is that ever since the inception of the digital age, artists have been struggling to uh, assign value to digital content, true. be it true, video true, content, true. digital music, true. whatever. It's been very difficult to monetize and have value for it unless you exist in a previously understood system like movie was, tickets. Yeah, because everything was fungible. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I guess. I don't know what the word means, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I think it means like when you understand that there's an exchange of value between something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's just exciting in like the world of art and and like content creation that like I don't know what it means just yet, but I can feel something changing, okay. you know, because suddenly the view of what digital content is worth, it's different, right? You know, it no longer needs a tangible. Aspect, although Beeple specifically is also adding a tangible aspect, like mm-hmm. he's giving them these placards and things, but um, that's not the point of it. The point right, of it right, is to right, own right, this right. digital piece of work. That's cool. It's very, very head scratchy. I gotta check out that Cordiger thing. Yeah. Oh, it's do a full deep dive. It's fascinating. Oh, I look it's to fascinating it. how this has come up. And like, again, don't know what it means for art, but I know it's positive, or like, I hope it's positive. 
I hope so too. Yeah. Like I think the only like kind of con about this at the moment is that it requires a lot of like crypto mining and apparently crypto mining is bad for the environment because hmm? po- power yeah did you know this well i know that it requires a lot of electricity like you gotta like yeah like it, apparently enough electricity to leave like a pretty bad carbon footprint huh? i did not know this like Man. what i don't even know what the pro- like why why what is the process i, I can't i know it's not I've as simple tried. as sending an email i've tried to look up and try to understand crypto multiple times i uh, failed every time uh, every time i think i understand at least this one i vaguely understand because it's like a marketplace kind of commodity yeah, kind of yeah, concept yeah, yeah. that's happening right now but at its core there is still the cryptocurrency aspect of it that i just glaze over yeah like okay i All understand your chains are blocked i understand that it's like a, a currency and that it has it's secure because blockchain what is blockchain <laughs> why does it take so much power what's an unblocked chain uh, i don't know the, okay. the, the, the the part that i really right now don't understand is why does it take so much power like is it like is, well, is to that... mine a bitcoin essentially like the equivalent of sending like a billion emails at once no no it's like you're crunching a lot of data that's right. from what i understand okay like ugh, something something like especially in the early days of Bitcoin, it's like if you just keep crunching data, crunching data, crunching data, like a Bitcoin will pop up. Something like that. But aren't there a finite amount of Bitcoin? Yes. So how can they just Look, pop I don't up? fucking understand any of this shit. This uh, shit's fucking magic to me. This, I, I can understand. We should, we should get someone magic. in. We yeah. should get someone in that understands cryptocurrency. Sure. And like talk to them. That'd be a fun talk, I guess. Yeah, you guys can learn a little bit of crypto. There has to be someone that's like not boring about it. You know? I'll, I'll start the search. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if we, I, like, we do get a guest in and like he or she is boring? We just right. call them out. <laughs> just make fun of them the whole like, time. Duh. Oh, uh, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, it's <laughs> be super immature. Can you can you use bitcoins on strippers? No, <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, look, <laughs> look, like, just a couple minutes left. I have a hard out. Um, yeah. Any, aside from the Snyder Cut, Nathan, is there anything you want to recommend? To no, not really. Nothing really, I got right? nothing new. I, I mean, I've pretty much just been doing bits and pieces of work, trying to get the music video out, trying to get some new music out. So excited. Yeah, and in between that, just being obsessed with Snyder Cut for the week, so that's, nothing that's else it, really. It. Well, I got a small thing to recommend uh, to you, Nathan, and mm. to our listeners. There is a show on the BBC Radio Four, I think it is, that also is a, as a podcast. It's mm. called Soul Music. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? No, it's not about soul music. It's about music for the soul. Yeah. So it's basically they get a group of people. That each episode is um, is focused on one piece of music, whether mm. it be a pop song or classical music. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of different ones. And they just get a bunch of people to talk about how that music changed their lives. It's really good. Mm. Like, it's really good. Um, they don't release it very often, but all of them are available to download wherever you're listening to this podcast. Search for Soul Music. Uh, link in the description, actually, I guess. Awesome. Um, it's good. Like, for example, they did an episode on There Is A Light That Never Went Out. Mm-hmm. That Never Goes Out, excuse me. Yeah. And just talk about how that saved their lives and stuff. And uh, my favorite one so far was uh, God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. I love that song. And honestly, if you don't want to listen to all of them, that's totally fine. Or if you don't know these music, it's good. They did three bests ofs. That is some great listening. And it kind of just is a quiet reminder of the power of music, which is quite nice. Awesome. Check it out, man. Soul music. You, you should check it out. It's really nice. I Will think you'd do. be into it. We'll do. I think, yeah. It sounds, like sounds right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, podcast recommendations. I forgot if I recommended this, but I, there's this podcast called Smartless that I thought was pretty fun. No, I don't think you've heard talked about that. What's that? Smartless? Yeah, it's... Uh, Without smarts? No. Sounds smarts? It's just hosted by Jason Bateman, um, uh, 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 Bojack Horseman, 
Will Arnett. Yes. And uh, Sean Hayes. You said it's called Smartless? Smartless, yeah. It's hosted by these three guys, all actors. You know, you may haven't seen them, may not. Um, but the whole conceit of the show is that three of them take turns to bring a special guest, a surprise guest. That sounds fun. Um, and it's a pretty standard interview podcast, but the two things that stand out that make it really interesting for me is, A, they get ridiculously famous people. Like, George Clooney was on one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, when have you heard George Clooney on a podcast? Never. And just to listen to him talk. And like about whatever he wants be, to talk about, I'm guessing, yeah, right? be very free about it was really interesting to yeah. get these like very rare perspectives. It was very interesting. That's cool. I miss um, guests, by the way. I want to get guests on this podcast. Yeah, and the um, second yeah. thing that I appreciate is that because one person is tasked with bringing the surprise guest, the other two aren't prepared in any way. <laughs> so like, what ends up happening is they just have a conversation. It's not necessarily an interview. Like they might think of interviewee questions along the way that they might want to ask, but because they have no precedence of who it's going to be. The the conversation just feels a little bit less. Are they, are they doing it like over Zoom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm looking at the I'm looking at the guests, and you are not fucking kidding. Yeah, they got big they got people. Paul McCartney. They got big fucking people on this podcast, look, man. Look, they had a run of Conan O'Brien. The next guest was David Chang, and then Paul McCartney. Yeah, I want it. I want it all. Yeah. Um, Brian Cranston had a very fascinating episode. Just interesting to hear him talk about, like the perspective of a working actor. Yeah, um, Robert Downey Jr., dude. Uh, the George Clooney one. Kamala, was they got Kamala Harris. They got Vice President Kamala Harris. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's just really rare perspectives of people that you don't hear from very often. Um, the George Clooney one was, I think, kind of fascinating because, mm. like, you know. I'm getting them all. I'm going to listen to every single episode. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Cool, Rex. So that's my Check rec. them out, guys. Whatever you're in the mood for. Because, you know, we're great, but, you know, you should have other people in your lives. This is not a monogamous relationship. Probably, yeah. Or listen to old episodes. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, do it. That's good, too. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for listening. And thank you for following us on Instagram. And please consider supporting us on Patreon. Some cool stuff happening on there pretty soon. Uh, Nathan, how are you doing right now? What? I don't know. <laughs> what? I'm trying a new thing. How do you feel? Are you starting the show from from scratch? No, are we, just, are we, we canceling the last hour? We, we, come, we come full circle. Are you, uh, you're just hungry, I think, I feel like, mostly. Um, My butt's a little sore. Um, I do want to finish this pizza. Um, and I, I, I need to songwrite. Yeah, nice. Tonight, so, yeah, that's... that's it's really dark. It's going to rain soon. That's not... Yeah, I wish it, I wish it was like a little sunny. I'm meeting a friend to go. I'm gonna cycle to a friend's place too. I'm thinking I'm gonna get drenched. Mm, fun. All right. All right. Well, it was good talking to you, Nathan. It was yeah. good talking to you, listeners. Yeah, talking at you. Talking. With, yeah, more to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the hang. Thanks for the hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang